0: Is that true of us this morning? You know, do you long to worship Christ? You know, think about that song, As the Deer Pants for the Water. So you can picture you know, the deer, dehydrated, looking for water, desperately wanting water. And he's saying, the deer, just like the deer requires, needs the water, I want you. And then he says, the, the, the songwriter here, you know, from the Psalms, I want you more than gold or silver. Is that what you want this morning? Do you want Him? Is He the one you want more than anything else? Well, we're going to talk about this morning how we can continue to get to know Christ better as we spend time with Him. But before we do that, let us go to Him in prayer as we open His Word together. Let us pray. Lord, thank You for time. Time that we can spend in so many ways. And Lord, you give us the opportunity to spend time with you. Lord, we know you're always present, just like we're present with each other many times, but you also desire for us to spend quality time with you. Lord, I pray as we look at this spiritual discipline of silence and the spiritual discipline of solitude, that we would gain wisdom on how we can... Uh, spend quality time with you so that uh, you truly are more than more valuable to us than gold or silver and that we would desire you uh, even more than the deer that pants for the water or would you speak to us now in jesus name amen let me ask you something do you like silence There's a reason why they call it awkward silence. You don't usually hear them say, that's some awkward noise. It's usually awkward silence, right? Because when things are quiet, you feel like someone should say something. Maybe you've had an experience in a, in a classroom or in a business meeting where someone says something and then it's very quiet, and you think to yourself, I wish someone would just say something. Drop a pen, do something. You know, someone bars through the door, we need some noise. Now, some of you love silence. Some of you are saying, Ron, I wish I had more silence. But some of you uh, hate silence. And I think, uh, if you think about it, you know, more and more people, I think, are trying to distance themselves from silence. I mean, just think about our culture. With technology today, we can stay connected to one another uh, and to information more than we have been able to in the history of man. You know, we're always connected. All you have to do is get out your smartphone or get on the internet or, you know, call someone, go drive somewhere. I mean, there's always something. The radio's on, the TV's on. There's always noise there. And we kind of like that. We like the noise more so than the silence. You know, it's like we're hooked up to this IV of noise. And if you pull that IV out, we feel like we'll just dehydrate, you know, and die. We want to distance ourselves from silence, and I wonder why. Why is that? And I find myself too. I, you know, want to. When things are quiet, you don't know, want to do something. Need to do something and hear something. You know, why is that? Why Why do we get so restless when it's quiet? I think part of it is when we're quiet, it provides room for our thoughts to come to the surface, and it forces us to confront our true selves. Whereas when we have a lot of noise and a lot of activity, it tends to suppress that. We don't have to deal with it. But when we're quiet, those thoughts, those ideas, ourselves, it, we come to the surface and we have to be confronted with things that are going on in our lives and who we are. Or as Henry Nouwen said, it. listen to what he says. He says, In solitude, I get rid of my scaffolding. I love the way he phrases that. In my solitude, when I'm alone, when I'm quiet, I get rid of my scaffolding. No friends to talk with, no telephone calls to make, no meetings to attend, no music to entertain, no books to distract, just me. Naked, vulnerable, weak, sinful, deprived, broken, nothing. It is this nothingness that I have to face in my solitude. A nothingness so dreadful that everything in me wants to run to my friends, my work, and my distractions so that I can forget my nothingness and make myself myself believe that I am worth something. When you're quiet, you're alone, it makes you confront who you are in, in light of eternity, in light of the life you're living, in light of who God is. And I think there's a lot of truth to what now is saying. That we do prop ourselves up with so much noise. That we rarely deal silently with the Lord. Or listen to what T.S. Eliot, the famous poet. Listen to what he had to say. He said, where shall the world be found? And where will the word resound? Not here. There's not enough silence. Now, what if I told you that God actually wants you to spend time in silence and solitude? There are several places in the Old Testament that tell us that silence and solitude help us to grow spiritually. I want to share with you just two verses from God's mouth Uh, First passage is found in Psalm 46.10, and many of you know this passage already, Uh, but he says, the Lord says, be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations, I'll be exalted in all the earth. But first he says, you need to be still. And this command to be still is the idea of leaving off your efforts. You're leaving off your efforts and knowing that he is God. Stillness, silence solitude is essential if we're going to know God in a deeper way. The second passage is found in Isaiah 30:15. God says, "In repentance and rest you shall be saved." Now, I love that. He doesn't say in your hard work, in your own goodness will you be saved. He says in repentance and rest you shall be saved. And we know in Christ, he is our rest. We turn from our sin. We turn to Christ and we can rest knowing that we are accepted by God. In repentance and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. So strength will be gained by God's people in quietness, stillness, solitude. So the Lord tells us that Spending time in silence and solitude with Him is a way to grow deeper in our walk with Him. Now let's look at Jesus. How did Jesus put this into practice in His own life? I'm just going to mention a few references to you. Feel free to jot them down and reflect on these later. But in all four Gospel accounts, we see Jesus spending time in solitude and in prayer and silence silence before the Lord, pulling away, many times it says, to a desolate place. Silence. Alone with the Father. Matthew 14, 23, before we have that famous passage where it talks about Jesus walking on the water. Right before that, it says that Jesus pulls away alone to pray. In Mark 1, 35, it talks about Jesus rising early and going away alone to pray. In Luke five sixteen, Luke tells us, but He, Jesus, would withdraw to desolate places and pray. And then in John 6.15, after feeding the 5,000, Jesus withdraws from the crowd alone to pray. And so it makes you think, okay, if Jesus, the Son of God, needs to withdraw from the crowd and spend time alone with the Father, maybe I need to do that too. Maybe that's a good thing. If the Son of God needed time alone with the Father, Perhaps that's what I need as well. And so it's clear that God encourages silence and solitude. Jesus practiced these twin disciplines. But now, you may say, well, Ron, why do we need it? What is the benefit of spending alone time with the Lord in silence and solitude? Well, I want to tell you a few benefits. But first, I want to read you this quote by Mother Teresa. She said, we need to find God. We need to find God And He cannot be found in noise and restlessness. And I love this phrase when she says this. She says, God is a friend to silence. I mean, He can't be known in the noisiness, but He's a friend of the silence. There's something about being alone with the Lord, silent before Him, that causes us to see Him maybe clearer. And we know this to be true in any relationship we've ever had, right? Right? We went out to dinner last night with with some family and there were just seven of us around the table. But even trying to have a conversation in the midst of the noise and the interruptions, it's hard to do. Can you imagine trying to build a relationship in the storm of noise? As noise is just raining down? How can you do that? You can't do it. You can get to know each other a little bit, but you need time with that person. And so the idea here is not isolation in the sense that we just want to be alone, but we want to be alone with God. And there's a difference. We want to be alone with God. No relationship can flourish and grow in a storm of noise. And when we spend time in silence by ourselves with the Lord, we can focus in on our relationship with Him. And a number of things can happen. Uh, author Donald Whitney in his book, The Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life, I'm going to use some of his benefits here, and I'm going to add one to this list, but there are eight benefits of silence and solitude I want to share with you briefly. The first one, the first benefit of silence and solitude is that uh, it enables us to hear the voice of God better. When you quiet down the noise, and that's true of anyone, right? When you quiet down the noise, when you Remove yourself from the noise. You can just hear better. I want to share a few passages. First Kings 19 talks about Elijah going to Mount Horeb where he heard the gentle whisper of God's voice. Habakkuk 2.1, Habakkuk standing on the guard post and keeping watch to see what God would say to him. Alone, listening for the voice of God. Galatians 1.17, it talks about how when Paul... Came to know Christ that he withdrew into the wilderness to spend time alone with God. And I love the way A.W. Tozer speaks about spending time alone with, the, with God to try to hear his voice. And this is what he says He says, Stay in the secret place till the surrounding noises begin to fade out of your heart and a sense of God's presence envelops you. Listen for the inward voice till you learn to recognize it. And I think many of us, we're just so addicted to noise that we, we, don't, we never quiet ourselves enough just to open our hearts and listen for the voice of God. How God may use a scripture to point us in a direction or reveal sin in our lives or what He wants us to do. We just clutter our lives with noise and we fail to listen for the voice of God. The second benefit of silence and solitude is it enables us to express worship to God. Habakkuk 2.20 says, But the Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before Him. We know there's a number of ways to worship the Lord. I and mean, We sing praise. And we can worship Him with our actions. But Donald Whitney says, There's always a place Or wordless worship. I love that. You know, there's always a place for wordless worship. Just sitting and focusing on the Lord, not saying anything, just being silent before Him and worshiping Him in silence. It enables us to worship the Lord. Three, it enables us to express faith in God. That passage from Psalm 62, verses one and two, and then five and six. You know, wait, O my soul, on the Lord. Wait. Be still. Just be silent before Him. Wait on the Lord. It expresses faith. Sitting before the Lord in silence and solitude, just waiting on the Lord, it expresses faith in God. It enables us to physically and spiritually regain, I guess, restoration. Mark 6.31 Jesus he, the, he receives the apostles back in verse 30. It says the apostles returned to Jesus and told Him all that had happened after they went out to do ministry in the surrounding villages. They returned to Him. And this is what Jesus tells them. When they, when they come back to Jesus after ministering to the surrounding towns, this is what He tells them. Verse 31, And He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. You know, getting alone with the Lord as a way to spiritually and physically be restored. Fifth, it enables us to regain spiritual perspective. And you may be familiar with the story of Billy Graham. You know, early in Billy Graham's ministry, uh, there was concern and, and debate about whether the Bible is God's Word. And he wrestled with that. Is the Bible God's Word? Because he knew that if the Bible is not God's Word, then. Why would he continue to do what he's doing and share the gospel across the world? Why would you do that if the Bible's not God's Word and not trustworthy? And so he had this crisis of belief and it says that he went away. He went outside at night. There was a stump there and he put God's Word on it and he spent time in silence before the Lord. And he just felt the Lord tell him that, yes, Billy, this is my Word. And, he want, and I want you to go and proclaim it to the nations. And that was a turning point in the life of Billy Graham. Spending time pulling away from the crowds, spending alone time with the Lord, helped him to regain spiritual perspective. And you need that as well. And I need that. We need time to recalibrate, you know, realign. And we all align our cars every so often. We need to align our souls to the Lord and oftentimes that requires us to get alone with God in silence and solitude. Sixth, the sixth benefit is in Luke 6. And I think this is interesting. Before Jesus chooses his 12 apostles, disciples, this is what it says. Luke 6:12. In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And when he and when day came, he called his twelve disciples. I mean, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve whom he whom he named apostles. And so Jesus pulls away alone, spend time with the Lord, the Father, in order to discern God's will. Now I think this is a great way to discern God's will for your life. Pull away, seek out wise counsel please do that. But one way you need to incorporate in your decision-making process is to just be alone with the Lord. Alone long enough where the noise dissipates and you can focus on who He is and what He's doing. Another benefit of spending time alone with the Lord is that it helps you to control your tongue. Ecclesiastes 3.7 says, There's a time to keep silent And there's a time to speak. And when you practice silence before the Lord, that will help you practice silence with one another. The last thing I want to share the benefit of being silent before the Lord and spending time in solitude is that spending time alone with God not only helps you to get to know Him better, but it also helps you to get to know yourself better and realize how much you need God's grace and mercy in your own life. And what that does is it, it produces more love and compassion and sensitivity to those around you. Right? The more you know your need for Christ, the more able you are to show love and compassion and grace and mercy to those around you. The Puritan Richard Foster said it this way. He said, The fruit of solitude is increased sensitivity and compassion for others. There comes a new freedom to be with people. There is new attentiveness to their needs, new responsiveness to their hurts. It, these, are, these are eight benefits of spending alone time with God. I'm sure there's more. But the point is, is that great spiritual fruitfulness can be gained by spending time in silence and solitude. Now the question is, Ron, how do I do that? You know, I'm a busy person. I'm going here, I'm going there. I have all these things going on in my life. How do I spend time in silence and in solitude? Well, I'm not saying that you need to you know, go join a monastery you know, and practice silence for hours upon end every day. But, I do want to give you a few suggestions to help you intentionally spend time in silence and solitude in the midst of the busyness and in the midst of the noise of our lives. Uh, Donald Whitney calls these, uh, what I'm going to mention to you now, um, minute retreats. Minute retreats. Now, I want to share one of my minute retreats with you. It was more than a minute, actually. But, uh, let me give you a little backstory. I had this... Very large Ford Bronco in college. Very large. Huge. Anyway, it was parked in the student section, and one day someone stole it. Make a long story short, several months later they found it in the woods, like stripped. Well, we towed it back to North Augusta from Clemson, and put some new wheels on it, and did some things to it, and it cranked up, (laughs) and so I was able to keep driving But the thing is, they stole my radio. So I didn't have a radio for a while. And so I would drive from Clemson to North Augusta about two and a half hours, and I didn't have a radio. And if you've ever made that drive from Clemson to North Augusta, there's really nothing. There's nothing between here and Clemson. And some of you may say, well, there's nothing in Clemson. But let's, let's just keep those comments to yourself. Silence is, is key here. Virtues, Virtuous. But anyway, I would just ride... No radio. Can you imagine? No radio in your car for two and a half hours? And this is before cell phones. We had the bag phones, but I didn't have one. So there was no noise except for the sound of my wheels. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. Because they were about 36 inches tall, these wheels. They're big. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's it. Me, and that was it. And I learned that there's value in silence. Because I said, you know, this is a great way just to focus on the Lord. Spending time to silence. Now, you may not drive to Clemson two and a half hours with no radio on. But you could do that on the way to work. Or on the way to the grocery store. Just cut the radio off. Just minute retreat. Just silence. And I know it's fearful. Like like Henry Allen said, you're, you're getting rid of the scaffolding. All those things that prop you up and keep you distracted. And it, it forces you to deal with the things that are going on in your heart. I know that's hard. And that's very difficult if you are alone without God. But if you are alone with God, it can be a very comforting and growing experience uh, when you're alone with Him and those thoughts surface and you turn to what Christ has done for you. Another idea is, you know, when you go for a run or a walk, just go alone. Unplug from the earphones and just focus on God. And just listen. Ask the Lord, God, you know, bring to my mind what you want me to think about. You know? Is there any sin in my life? Is there anything you would have me to do? Is there anyone I need to talk to or encourage or minister to? Just be in a silent before the Lord. So just to unplug... Another way you could do this is maybe take a lunch break and say, you know, I'm going to just go alone. Or maybe I'll take my lunch that day, that brown bag it, and just go sit somewhere and just spend that time alone with the Lord, eating my lunch, just in silence before Him to see what He wants to teach me. Dietrich Bonhoeffer described his times of silence like this, and I really love what he said here. He says, we are silent. At the beginning of the day, because God should have the first word. And we are silent before going to sleep because the last word also belongs to God. Silence is nothing else but waiting for God's word and coming from God's word with a blessing. But everybody knows that this is something that needs to be practiced and learned. I mean, I love that. Rising in the morning, giving God the first word. And before you go to sleep at night, giving him the last word. And he says, as we wait for God's word, we come away with God's word with a blessing. There are other ideas as well. Maybe you plan a day with the Lord. Or you take a whole afternoon and spend time in silence before the Lord. Or maybe there's a retreat. Much like the women's retreat that just happened this weekend. There are things like that that are happening Uh, all around that are just focused on allowing you to be silent before the Lord. And so you can enter into those times of occasional silence. But we need to be creative. You know, think about it. How can I implement it into my life? And I want to share with you one creative story of a woman named Susanna Wesley. You know this lady. John and Charles Wesley's father. Susanna Wesley was not only the mother of John and Charles, but she had eight other children as well. And she was pretty much uh, left to raise all these children. Her husband was traveling a lot, so she spent most of the time raising them. And obviously with ten children, times of isolation and solitude and silence were quite rare. Even with three, I can attest to the fact that silence and solitude can be a challenge. However, when she needed time alone with the Lord, this is what she would do. She would take her apron and she would just put it over her head. Okay? She would take her apron, she would put it over her head, and she would read her Bible under her apron. That's that's about as silent as she could get, and as as much solitude as she could practice with ten children. But the children knew, when mom put that apron over her head, The older ones were to tend to the younger ones. And you were to leave her alone and just let her spend time with the Lord. So maybe you're not wearing an apron and you can't just put it over your head like that, but surely you can be creative and think of ways to carve out some time where it's just you and the Lord. Just being quiet before Him. We need to be creative. But remember, the purpose of silence and solitude is godliness. We want to get alone with the Lord. So that we can know Him better and represent Him well to those around us. So what can you do this week? How can you implement this discipline in your life? Maybe it's turning off the radio. Maybe it's just carving out a lunch break time or just getting alone in your home or going for a walk. Just spending time alone with God, unhooked from the ivy of noise. And just listening to what He wants to teach you. Let's pray together. Lord, thank You that You give us uh, guidance in Your Word, not only to how we can gain salvation through faith in Christ, but how we can grow in that salvation, how we can grow in our relationship with You. Lord, help us to learn how to be still. Help us to learn how to unplug so that we can plug into You and know You better. Lord, give each person here just an idea of how they can implement Uh, the discipline of silence and the discipline of solitude into their relationship with you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.